0: So today, this is the core message from, from today's sermon, and it's this question. It's why search the world for a treasure when the real treasure is inside of you. For every Christian, this is a truth and a reality every single day, that every single day there are treasures in the world trying to dazzle us, trying to entice us, trying to get our gaze and our energy and our time and our resources to be invested in these treasures that really don't last these treasures that have huge promises these treasures that overpromise but always underdeliver and yet we have the greatest treasure inside of us and god says to us today come to me i'm here with you today i'm here with you every day come to me i want to be your greatest treasure I really treasure you, God says. Come to me. I love you so much. There is so much more for you. You can expect great things from me because I keep my promises. God says, I over-deliver. I give you more than you expect. So today, let's stop. Let's look at all the treasures in the world and how faulty they are and how they never last, and how in comparison they are nothing next to the greatest treasure, our beautiful Jesus. So I don't know if this family looks familiar to you. Did you see them in the news this week? The news article read something like this. It said, The community of Port Lincoln is in shock after a popular father drove himself and his two young children off the end of a wharf in a coastal South Australian city at high speed. Gut-wrenching to think that that father, Damien Little, and his two children are gone. I don't know anything about this family. I only know what you know. I read the same things in the news as what you read. So I have no inside information. I don't know their story at all. But it does make me wonder... What would bring a person to that point where they're not expecting anything to be any different in the future for himself or his children? How many times has he been disappointed with the treasures of the world? How many times has he felt hopeless and frustrated as he's tried and things just never seem to change for him when there's no hope left, where he feels like there's nothing in the future that he can expect to be any different to what he's experienced in the past. I think to myself, we have an, a really active adversary, and he really is out to get rid of, to destroy, to steal, to kill. That this is real, the enemy is real. He's going for people and Jesus says to us I have such an important purpose for you. It's really important that we witness to the world that the treasure that we value that we come to is so different to the treasures in the world that let them down, that disappoint them, that don't change anything for them. It makes me think what would be different in this family, in this community if their expectations were exceeded by the treasure in their heart, the treasure of Jesus. It comes to such an awful point where people just feel like they can't expect anything to be any different. So they give up. The devil is happy when this happens. The devil is very happy when this happens. But what if Damien Little had known something? What if he had known that God is able to exceed even his grandest expectations. What a difference that would have made to him and his wife and his children and that community and even us because we're reading it in the newspaper. It's so important that we grab this truth, that we recognise that our treasure can exceed every expectation that we have, even when we've been disappointed and frustrated by our interactions in the world god is a totally different separate higher treasure than even the beautiful nature that he creates around us he is higher than that we can be sure because the bible says in ephesians three twenty. now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all that we dare to ask or think, infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes or dreams, according to his power that is work within us. He's at work within us right here, right now, today. He says, I am with you. I am in you today. I am working in you. To exceed your expectations, just come and treasure me most. I so want to exceed your expectations Come to me, come to me. The treasures of the world will only let you down again and again and again. What a difference this beautiful truth would have made to not only Damien Little, but thousands and millions of people here in Australia that we are interacting with, that we can witness to, that we can say, yes, we understand the treasures of the world have let you down, but there's another way, there's another road, there's another direction for you. And we too can remind ourselves today, when we get frustrated, when we get disappointed in our everyday lives, that we can come back to the greatest treasure. And he will stand with us. He will not leave us. And he will hold on to you. And he will take you through every circumstance that you're in today. So today we're going to look at this verse, this passage of Scripture, quite closely. Jesus says... Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out. A treasure in heaven that will never fail where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So let's start from the top. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out. So I want you to imagine that you've just gone to the bank, you've asked the bank, for all of your money And you're able to fit all that money In a purse It's a big purse You, get, you grab that purse And you hold it really tight Because this is all of your money You hold that purse so tight And you start the walk home You decide you don't want to drive You don't want to take the bus You want to walk because everything That you own That you've earned is in this purse and as you're walking, I want you to imagine that on the bottom of the purse, it's actually a little bit worn out. There's a few, it's a bit threadbare. And you don't notice that with every step that you take, a note is falling out, a coin is falling out. Every time you get a little bit closer to home, your purse is getting a little bit lighter, but you don't notice it's getting lighter. So by the time you get home, by the time you open your purse, You notice there's maybe a $10 note, maybe a $2 coin is all that's left. I want you to imagine the disappointment, the hurt, the frustration, the anger, the annoyance. And then recognize that this really isn't a picture we want to be faced with when this purse represents our life that when we've poured all our effort and time and energy and resources into treasures that are really not going to last, that by the time we get to the end of our life, there's nothing that our life really hasn't counted for a lot. You know, I think about how that must feel for Damien Little when he gets to that point where he says, there's nothing, there's nothing in my purse, my, my life, and it's going to be the same for my kids. There's nothing. And then I think about our beautiful sister Marie. And I think what a difference it was for her when she came to the end of her life. She could look inside this beautiful purse that Jesus had given her, which is full of grace, full of his righteousness, full of reward for the good works in her life. And she had a very different picture for the future than someone who's poured their entire life into treasures in the world which will just slip away, which really aren't going to last, which will only let us down. We have a huge choice to make every day when we wake up about what we do with our time, what we do with our energy, what we do with our resources. The old prophet Haggai, he he talked to the Jews about this very issue, about a purse with a hole in it. So back then, what had happened is the Jews had been in exile in Babylon. And the armies of Babylon had destroyed the temple in Jerusalem. And at that time, the temple in Jerusalem, that was God's house. That represented the symbol of his presence. Just like our scripture today says that our heart is representing God's presence. That's a symbol to us. So the Jews had returned now to Jerusalem from Babylon. And God had given them an assignment to do. The assignment was to rebuild the temple. And when Haggai was talking to them, they'd been there for about 15 years. And after 15 years, Haggai realized that they'd spent their 15 years not rebuilding God's temple, but rebuilding their own homes, looking at their own lives, looking at their own stuff. Haggai had two messages for them. One, you really got to look at your priorities and get your priorities right. And two, God is with you. Be assured that God is with you to do the assignment he's asked you to do. This is what Haggai said to them. He said, now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much but harvested little. You eat but never have enough. You drink but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but are not warm. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. He repeats that first sentence. He says, give careful thought to your ways. He wants us to do the same thing today. He says, give careful thought to your ways. Haggai is is saying you're looking so much and fixing your eyes and energies and resources so much on your physical needs, but you're expecting your spiritual needs to be met. He's saying you've planted much but harvested little. They've invested so much time and energy in their physical life but with no spiritual fruit. They're eating. He says you eat but never have enough. What are they eating? They're looking to satisfy their physical stomachs without even thinking about the spiritual food that they need to survive, to move forward, to live a life which is really full, which is meaningful, which is purposeful. He says, you drink, but you never have your fill. They're always thirsty. They're thirsty because they need the living water of Jesus. They don't They don't understand there's a difference here. They're focusing on physical needs. They're focusing on their fleshly needs. Haggai is reminding them, you have some spiritual needs. He says, you put on clothes, but you're never warm because continuing to find the latest fashion clothes is not going to keep us warm. It's only the clothes of righteousness from Jesus which will ever keep our spirits warm and alive. And refreshed and quickened and renewed every day you know that the world is continuously throwing treasures at us enticing us with treasures that really aren't going to last have you noticed at this time of year how much advertising there is to get to the shops here's an example This was on finder.com.au. It's not hard to find these. It says, Boxing Day sales in Brisbane 2015. Stephanie Yip is a journalist at finder.com.au and an all-round bargain hunter. If there's an online coupon code or a deal available, she'll know about it. And she'll let you know about it too. Because shopping is one of the great pleasures in life. No? I think to myself... No, Stephanie, no, it's not a great pleasure. You know what our great pleasure is? It's when God is pleased, when it's God is pleased. That's what gives us pleasure. It's when our beautiful treasure God says to us, come and listen to me and we listen to him and we follow him and we obey him and we listen to that nudge, we listen to that voice. I think about when I bought my car. It was so great. It was so exciting. It was so great to have this brand spanking new bright blue car. But you know, when you buy something new from the world, there's always a catch. There's always something that lets you down. There's always a disappointment. And for me, this car stings every time I take it to get serviced. Every single time I'm reminded when I go to get serviced that this is just a worldly treasure Yes, it's going to take more resources, but you know what? It doesn't matter what worldly treasure we buy. It doesn't matter what worldly treasure we want. It'll always overpromise and almost always under-deliver in some way, shape or form. We have so many worldly treasures around us wanting us to give up our time and our energy and our money. But our treasure, our real treasure... It wasn't purchased with an online coupon or with money. It was purchased with the blood of Jesus. So for us, our purse looked like this before we came to Jesus. It was full of debt, full of debt for the sins that we committed, not somebody else's sins, our own sins. He paid that debt for us. He says, I treasure you so much. That before you do anything, I'm going to love you first. That's how great my love is for you. That I'll come and I will extinguish all your debt. And I'll exchange what's inside that purse for something beautiful. He says to us, but you must provide purses for yourselves that don't wear out. Because your old purse, it will wear out. You need a new purse and I'm going to give it to you. But you must take it. You must Remember that you have it every single day so we don't get lured with the purses of the world. So what are these purses exactly? There's a Bible commentator. He was a preacher and a Bible um, commentator still in terms of we can still read his notes. His name's Matthew Henry and he suggests two purses that won't wear out for us. These are the bags that will last. Grace will go with us into another world for it is woven in the soul and our good works will follow us for god is not unrighteous to forget them how beautiful is that grace i love that expression it's woven into your soul and it's woven into my soul it's safe it's secure it's a beautiful picture of this beautiful grace And grace, we don't deserve any of it. That's the nature of grace. We don't do anything to get it. It's this beautiful, beautiful expression from God that says, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to weave it into your soul. It's yours. Don't forget that this is the treasure that will last. He says, there's a second purse, and that's the purse of good works. Because God won't forget every single word that you've spoken that was spoken in love to somebody else. God won't forget every single act that you decided to follow his voice because it was out of gratitude. It was out of love for him. He won't forget not one of those things that you've done. Even if the world is persecuting you for it, even if the world is criticizing you for it, even if the world is insulting you for the good works that you do. Because he wants us to make disciples of all nations. We have a job to do. And it's so important that we treasure him most and not the world. Or the world thinks we're no different to them. They're disappointed. They're frustrated. We will be too if we go to the world and not to him. So to think about those good works, I think it's it's beautiful when I look around this church And I see these beautiful good works every week. I see people tirelessly doing jobs every week, just like Jenny and Mark do jobs every week. And each one of those, God sees. God says, I see you. God says, I value you. God says, I value those difficult Sundays. When you really didn't want to come here but you did and you spend some time with somebody over a cup of coffee on the veranda here and you listen to their plea, you listen to their story. He says, I notice every single time you buy that small little gift. It might be a bookmark to give to somebody. I notice that. He says, I notice when when you're updating the website every week. I notice it when you come to music practice. I notice it when you're here on time for church for me because you think I'm important and worth treasuring. He says, I notice when you sit down and you come to my word and you don't understand my word but you persevere. He says, I notice... He says, don't let the world tell you that what you're doing is a waste of time. Don't let the world tell you it's insignificant and it's small and it's silly and it's stupid. He says, I notice and it's going to last in this purse of good works. So today the message is to persevere in keeping forward going forward, keeping our eyes on Jesus and recognizing that his beautiful purse of grace is woven into your soul and nobody can take that off you. It's recognizing that we need to keep going forward with our purses of good works, that he still has an assignment for us to do. He still wants us to make disciples of all nations. He doesn't want us to look to the left or the right, but to stay on the path that says, keep your eyes fixed on these two purses. There's no holes in these purses. It won't fall out. They will last an eternity. They are treasures worth treasuring. But come to me. I'm your greatest treasure. I will help you fill these purses because the beautiful grace on the cross that gave us his righteousness In that purse of grace, he wants to keep adding to. It says in James, I want to keep giving you grace. Humble yourselves and I will give you more grace. But we have to come to him as our greatest treasure to fill that purse of grace. We have to humble ourselves and say, yes, I'm going to say yes to you, Jesus, and no to the world that's wanting me to come this way. He says, keep filling the purses. And he says, you know, that purse of good works, absolutely no contribution is too small. Jesus said, If anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. Even small, small acts of service are noticed by God, they're rewarded by God. He sees, He remembers, He wants to reward you for every single act, no matter how big or how small. He says to us, the man who plants and the man who waters have one purpose and each will be rewarded according to his own labor. So what we do may be very different. What I do during the week may be very different to what you do during the week. But God says we are meant to be doing different things. Making disciples of all nations is a huge assignment. We need people with different giftings, different backgrounds, unique giftings. We need to be doing different things because each one will be rewarded according to his own labor. Let's not be like one another. Let's not try and be like anybody else because you are uniquely gifted by God. He has a unique plan for each of us that's all woven together to make disciples of all nations. And then he says, for we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. Just like the Jews needed to rebuild the temple, we have a building to build too. And it's the people of God he wants to make as disciples. Jesus says, provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out. A treasure in heaven that will never fail. You see, our purses will never, ever fail. Our purse of grace will never, ever fail. Our purse of rewards will never, ever fail. They will last to eternity. They will never disappoint us. We will never be frustrated or afraid to think that they're going to be gone. They are sure. We can be certain. But, you know, as we continue to set our hearts and our minds on Jesus and continue to humble ourselves and receive more grace, as we continue to keep our eyes fixed on the assignment of making disciples of all nations, We are going to incur difficulties and harsh words and criticisms and put-downs and false accusations and we need to be ready for that. Listen to what God says about those harsh words. He says, listen to me, you who know right from wrong, you who cherish my law in your hearts. Do not be afraid of people's scorn, nor fear their insults. For the moth will devour them as it devours clothing. The worm will eat at them as it eats wool. But my righteousness will last forever. That purse of righteousness, that purse of grace, it is so woven into your soul that nobody can take that away from you. Nobody can insult you. No one can criticize you in an attempt to take that away from you. And those words will be gone. They will not last. He says, I'm right with you here today to help you overcome every difficult word that's thrown your way. I am here treasuring you. Come to me as your greatest treasure. I so want to spend time with you. I so want to be treasured by you because I treasure you. I loved you first. Let's walk together. Come and love me too. He says, I am so willing to be your greatest treasure. Come to me. The world just offers faulty treasure. The world will offer you treasure that will not last. It will only disappoint. It will only let you down. Come with me. I am here always, he says. Jesus says, provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail, when no thief comes near and no moth destroys. Nothing can destroy our purses that will last for eternity. I think about a story in relation to Matthew Henry, the Bible commentator we were looking at before. One day, he had a robber come in and take everything from him, absolutely everything he owned. And what's beautiful is that we can see his response to that event. We can see how he responded to that, and we can see what treasures he really valued in his life by his response having everything robbed from him. He wrote in his diary every day. That's how we can see his response. This was his entry in his diary the day after he was robbed of everything. He said, Lord, I thank you that I have never been robbed before. I thank you, although they took my money, they spared my life. I thank you, although they took everything, it wasn't very much. And finally, I thank you Because it was I who was robbed and not I who was the robber. It was I who was robbed and it was not I that was the robber. He's saying, Thank you, Lord Jesus that I'm not trying to fill a purse with holes in it like the robber is. The robber thinks if he keeps getting stuff and shoves it in his purse, he'll have something that will satisfy him, that will give him pleasure. He's saying, thank you, God, that I'm not doing that anymore because we were all doing that before Jesus came and collected all the debt, threw it out of our purse and refilled our purse with his grace and his love and the blessings. You see, every single day we could pray this. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that I'm no longer the robber, that I'm no longer fixed on filling my purse with stuff. And if we do find ourselves getting fixed on filling our lives with stuff, we can come to him today and say, Jesus, forgive me. I don't want to do that anymore. It just disappoints me. It frustrates me. It hurts me. It's not your plan for my life. I want to get back onto the assignment that you gave me, that you gave us as a group of people because we can't do it individually. We need each other for this assignment. Every day, I pray that I might pray something like that to Jesus to say, thank you. Thank you so much, God, that I'm not the robber anymore. And the days that I fall for... The same treasures that the robber wants. Forgive me, Lord. Get me back on track. Get me back on track. So I treasure you most above all, above absolutely all. I don't even want to treasure the beautiful pictures in nature more than you, Lord Jesus. I want to treasure you the most. Help us to do that. Help us to recognize But the devil is active in this world. He wants to rob us of every treasure that will last into eternity. He does not want us to succeed. But Jesus says, greater is the treasure that is in you than any treasure in the world. So we don't have to fear. We can resist the devil and he will flee. He tries and he tries and he tries again. But we come back to Jesus today and we say strengthen us and help us to make... You our greatest treasure today, Lord Jesus. Jesus says, provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail, when no thief comes near and no moth will ever destroy. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It's an interesting verse, it's a well-known verse. We know this one, we know this one, this is familiar to us. But sometimes I think we get the order mixed up. I think we think that mm, maybe the treasure follows our heart. But if He's our greatest treasure, then our heart is following Him. Our heart is following Him as our greatest treasure. He says to us today, I am so with you. I am so close to you. I want to be your greatest treasure. I've created all these beautiful places for you to enjoy and admire and to remember that they're my handiwork, God says. You are my handiwork. Come and treasure me. I treasure you so much. Come to me. I'm the one that can satisfy you. I won't let you down. In fact, I will go beyond your expectations, super abundantly more than we could ask or imagine. So I want to show a short clip which is a beautiful, beautiful clip of scenes from all around the world of God's handiwork in nature. And as you watch this clip, I want you to stop and enjoy this beautiful landscape, this beautiful picture of creation, of nature that shows us something of his beautiful divine nature. And remember that he's calling us today to treasure him even above these beautiful, beautiful creation that we have all around us. to us today. He says, why search the world for a treasure when the real treasure is inside of you? He is so, so keen on us. He is so, so present with us. He is a treasure that is beyond our grandest expectations. He is more beautiful and more holy and more loving and more merciful that we can even imagine. His plan is bigger, his plan is greater. He is wiser. He is a very valuable treasure. And when we remember how valuable and how beautiful he is, the world's treasures look rather dull and grey, don't they? So let's stand. Let's bow our heads. Let's stop and remember that he is right here with us today. Lord Jesus, we so want you to be our greatest treasure. Lord Jesus, we just admire you and honour you today. Lord Jesus, forgive us for going to the world, thinking that the world can satisfy us. Forgive us, Lord Jesus, when we've gone to the world and where our focus has been on the worldly treasures that only disappoint and that only hurt. Lord Jesus, help us to come to you every day. Help us to seek your small, quiet voice in a world that is loud, that is trying to get our attention, to put our time and resources and energy and life into it. But really, it's just Satan trying to steal and kill and destroy our lives. But Lord Jesus, you are greater because greater is you that lives in us than he that is in the world that's trying to destroy us. Thank you, Jesus, that you are here with us. You make us more than conquerors, Lord Jesus. We don't have to. Give in to the world's pressures. We don't have to conform to a world that's lost without you, Lord Jesus. Help us to witness to them, Lord, that you are a treasure worth treasuring, that you never disappoint, Lord Jesus, that you always hold to your promises, that you over-deliver when the world under-delivers. Lord Jesus, thank you for being such a great God. Thank you for hanging with us and staying with us and persevering with us and for loving us Thank you that you are in control even when we feel like the world is out of control. Remind us, Lord Jesus, this week to come to you as our greatest treasure. Remind us that you have woven in your beautiful grace into the core of our souls, Lord, that it is safe there, that it will last an eternity. Help us to remember, Lord Jesus, that everything that we do, no matter how small, how insignificant it may look in the world's eyes, Lord Jesus, thank you so much that you notice every word that we speak that's in obedience to you. Every act of love, Lord Jesus, to love you and to love one another. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you notice, that you recognize and that you will not forget. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us today. Thank you for being with us always. We pray in your holy and precious name, And everybody said...